Welcome to the Listen for Life podcast with Genevieve Richardson. Genevieve is a speech-language pathologist rehabilitating adults with communication challenges after a stroke or due to a neurological impairment. Get equipped with knowledge from experts in the field and professionals you need to know. We'll hear stories and experiences from others who are navigating life with aphasia. So put your earphones in and take a walk outside. This isn't just a podcast. This is a community, a resource, and a support system. We're in this together. Do life. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining. I am very excited to welcome my guest today. We are talking everything about original Medicare. And you're probably asking, well, this is an aphasia show. Why are, why are we doing this? Because so many people are on original Medicare. I work with all age groups from age 18 to, you know, 99. I'll even see someone that's 100 if I need to. A lot of people in the U.S. are on Medicare and we are coming into the annual enrollment period. It starts in two weeks. October 15th, if I'm not mistaken, and ends on December 7th. This is important because the choices you make about how you enroll can affect your medical coverage for conditions that you have or future conditions and your overall finances for your family. So we have some questions prepared for you. We've got a handout prepared for you. And I'm going to welcome to join me, Dana Lassman. Come on in, Dana. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. So Dana's website is medicaredana.com, and she is a Medicare insurance agent. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah, that's perfect. People might say broker, agent, specialist, but yes, it all, all of it leads to the same thing. We help people understand the Medicare program, understand what their options are, help them get coverage for their needs and sign them up for it and whatnot. That's wonderful. Okay. Where do you want to start, Dana? We got a lot of topics to cover. We've got a lot of topics to cover. What you said, some important things. There are absolutely a lot of people on Medicare. There are 60 million people in the United States on Medicare, and it's the most widely accepted insurance program in the United States. Uh, I think that the statistics just changed. It used to be 10,000 people that turned 65 a day, and now I believe it's 13,000 people turn 65 every day. So it is a critical topic to have the proper education of the program that is ideally going to take someone from age 65, or there's some circumstances, which I'm sure we'll get into, that might be a little older, but from that age through the rest of their life, this is their medical coverage. So understanding the program, what the options are, what the differences between the options available are, is critically important for someone's financial future and their um, medical future. Nice. Okay. Original medic. Do we get into this first? Original Medicare versus Medicare Advantage. Yeah, I think that's a great place to start. And I see a question from someone, Gina, I see your question. So I will get to that. That's a really great, great question. She asked if there's different considerations for people who are just starting Medicare versus those who have been on it for a while. 
I'm going to get to that. So let's first start with explaining a little bit about Medicare. Medicare is, it's an insurance program. It's just like your individual or group insurance plan and medical coverage. But when you turn a certain age, there are certain requirements about when to get it, how to get it. There are two ways to get Medicare. You either go the path of original Medicare, which is your Medicare Part A and B card, and then you add a supplement or what some people call a Medigap policy to that, that gaps the, that covers the gaps of original Medicare because Part A and B on original Medicare covers a lot, but it doesn't cover everything and it leaves people far too exposed from a financial perspective to have only original Medicare alone. So there's Medigap, it, gap, it gaps those holes as a supplement policy. And if someone has original Medicare, which is that A and B card and a supplement, they would have a policy that would have a letter, N, F, G. That's how you know if you have a supplement plan. If you go to the doctor and you have to give two cards, your original Medicare card, the red, white, and blue card, and a secondary supplement card, you're under original Medicare. And it's important to know which plan that you're on. If you're under original Medicare, you would also have a standalone prescription drug plan, which is so it's a third card, Part D. That is original Medicare in the supplement plan. If you have Medicare Advantage, it's a different program. And right now we're not going into the details of the program, but just getting an idea of what the two routes are. If you have a Medicare Advantage plan, the insurance company is taking over coordinating those benefits. So that part A and B original Medicare card that you have, you put that away, you don't need it anymore. Instead, when you go to the doctor, you give them one card, which is your Medicare Advantage card that bundles the services, the A, the B, and also the prescription drug plans. The difference there are twofold. It's who pays first and who is negotiating your benefits and your coverage. With original Medicare, if you are on part A and B with that supplement plan, which is that lettered plan, N, G, F, you are having the government pay first. The primary payee is original Medicare. So when you go to the doctor, you give them that original Medicare card, government pays first, and then any of those gaps get picked up by your Medigap policy, which is the secondary insurance company. If you're on Medicare Advantage and you're just handing over that one Medicare Advantage card, all of your payments go to the private insurance company and they're negotiating the coverage. Original Medicare Part A and B in the supplement, that's part of this federal program that has standardized, standardized rules for what's covered and what's not, which is why in every state, if you're under original Medicare and you're on, for example, a G plan, you're all getting the exact same coverage and benefits. It doesn't change year to year. Each year you have the same coverage, same benefit. So if you're in Texas like we are, but you've got family in Illinois or New York or California and you're all on the G plan, you all have the exact same coverage and benefits. It's not renegotiated. On the Advantage plan, it's renegotiated each year. There's lock-in periods. One of them is coming up for AEP, which we'll get into. And there's a very different coverages, benefits, and costs with original Medicare and the supplement versus the Medicare Advantage, and there's different networks. So with the Medicare Advantage, 
That's a PPO HMO type plan. It's a managed plan where the insurance company is managing your treatment. You have certain provider networks that you must stay in to get that coverage. Some of the plans will have out-of-network options. Some might only have in-network options. And it's specific to typically counties. Some might have cross-state lines, but it's very specific to each plan. And they're not standardized. So it's a little bit harder to make general statements about an Advantage plan because each plan will have its own rules within the policies. Where the Medicare, original Medicare and the supplement plans, there's no networks. It's nationwide coverage. As long as a doctor accepts original Medicare, you can see any doctor. It travels with you. So does the supplement plan. And so if you have to go see a specialist at MD Anderson or you're traveling to see your grandkids in another state and something happens, you've got that flexibility with original Medicare to see and get the treatment that you need. Okay. I'm seeing so many questions come in, which is great. Do you want me to pop off and start doing some of these questions? Well, if let's do that, if the question makes sense right now with the information you want to share with us. Perfect. Would, would you like to go? I'm thinking we start with this bottom question first. Let me pop it up here because it looks like a good clarifying question for us. What's the difference between Medicare Part A, Part B, Part C, and Part D? Wonderful. One more time on this, Dana, because it's okay. a lot. It's a lot to pay attention to. There's, you know, Medicare is not something that is just easily absorbed by anyone. And there are very different circumstances that provide rules that are different for people in those circumstances, which is why it's so important to talk with a Medicare expert, to talk with an independent Medicare agent, because independent agents like myself, we are contracted with multiple different carriers. What that means is we can offer all of the different price options that are out there rather than being captive, captive means you only write with or sell one particular insurance carrier. So if that insurance carrier has really high rates, you're not being educated and told that you can go elsewhere for other uh, cheaper rates or maybe for other coverage options. So it's really important to have that knowledge of you know, what the options are, what the costs are, if you can change each year. Medicare Part A, covers anything admitted. So think A, admitted, and it's it's typically the hospital side. So if you're admitted to a hospital, part A is going to cover your room and board. If you're admitted to hospice, to a skilled nursing facility, to get kind of home health type things, that's what part A covers. Part B is going to cover everything else. So some people think B is the bigger part. That's going to be any of your outpatient um, facility services, your doctors, your physical therapy, ambulance, x-rays, it covers everything that's not admitted. And some people think, well, if I go to the hospital, I only need part A. Part A and B really work hand in hand. When you're in a hospital, some of the doctors visit, some of the x-rays you might get, they're going to be billed under part B. And just that, that admission, the bed, the, the boarding is part A. So it's a little bit confusing there. Part A and Part B together are considered original Medicare. In order to get any type of other secondary insurance coverage, be the Medigap or the Part C, which is the Advantage plan, you have to be enrolled in Part A and Part B. 
that also confuses some people. Typically, part A is premium free or no, actually don't love to use the word premium free, even though I just said it, it's no premium, it's $0 each month once you've turned 65. If you've worked 40 quarters or 10 years and paid into the FICA system. So when someone turns 65, you've already paid into part A, so you're not contributing extra each month. That's why some people say premium free. But part B, you do pay for. And the standard for part B in 2023 was $164.90. That's based on your income, and it's based on income levels according to your filed IRS tax returns. It's confusing to some people because they think that they are only paying for a supplement, whether it be Part C, Medicare Advantage, or the Medigap. But you have to keep your Part B in good standing because that's the first kind of line of defense, original Medicare, in order to get Part C, which is Medicare Advantage. So it's a little confusing because Part C isn't truly a part of Medicare. It's a option as taking away from Medicare because what I said before, if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan, that company is taking over the coordination of Part A and B and you really no longer fall under the true definition of being under original Medicare within that federal kind of safeguards. Now the insurance company is kind of that gateway. They're the ones deciding where you go, what you do. And then Part D is for drugs. That's your prescription drug plan. So those are the four parts and then the supplement plan or Medigap plan would be, it would come right under original Medicare. Nice. Thank you. That was a excellent. I know you do this for a living, Dana, but it was nice and clear and easy to understand. Great. And I, I myself need to hear it multiple times. I mean, we did this interview about this time a year ago because this information is so important. It is. All right. Where do you want to go next, Dana? Okay, I think that let's go to what if I don't like Medicare Advantage plan? What are the options? Ooh, That's good a really line. good question. Okay. What if I don't like the Medicare Advantage plan? What would the options be? So I'm going to um, give a little bit of uh, information before I, I answer that question. When Great. you are first eligible, for Medicare, whether that be right when you turn 65 or if you're retiring from a group plan, which maybe Genevieve, we can just jot that down because I want get, to go get to that. But okay. you are in either an initial enrollment period when you are just turning 65 or you're in a special enrollment period if it's when you're retiring from a large group employer plan. And you are allowed to go to any supplement plan without medical underwriting and without any acknowledgement of pre-existing conditions. This is oh. critical to know. And unfortunately, some agents aren't educating people enough on this because someone who has medical issues or someone who just wants the full knowledge needs to know that should you have a medical condition and you want to switch you may not be able to make that switch because you may now become medically declined because of underwriting. So right when you turn 65, you can join original Medicare and the supplement plan, no questions about your medical underwriting. The Medicare Advantage plans don't have medical underwriting. 
When I said at the beginning that there are two completely different programs, this is a big part of it. Original Medicare and that supplement plan, you pay on the front end, you're going to pay a monthly cost for your supplement plan. Again, that's a lettered plan, N, F, G. You're going to pay that every month on the front end. And what you're paying on the front end is to not have to pay as you go on the back end. So some of the policies you can pay $150 a month for a plan. And if you get hospitalized and have a million dollar bill from the hospital, you're not paying anything because that supplement plan covers everything. So if you happen to get cancer, unfortunately, or you have a you know kidney issue or you need a transplant, whatever it might be, you don't have a surprise bill. You're paying on the front end to have that security on the back end. And you're going into it without that medical underwriting. With Medicare Advantage plans, they're not underwriting you medically. And a lot of those plans have zero or very low premium each month, and you're paying as you go. So there are co-pays that are coming out. There's co-insurances. There's uh, co-pays per hospital stay. So most, if not all of the Medicare Advantage plans have like $150 to $300 a day copay when you're in the hospital for the first five to seven days. So things like that, that you need to know about your plan and have some of that money aside. But because they're not medically underwriting you, the risk falls on the person. So you have a zero monthly premium, but if you got pretty sick, you're going to have to pay these out-of-pocket costs. So mm. they don't medically underwrite. And that's a big difference about just how the program is designed. So if you are in a Medicare Advantage plan and you don't like the plan, I say all this because this is what's really important about what are your options. If you're healthy and you can pass medical underwriting, you may be able to switch back into original Medicare, get one of those supplement plans, and now go anywhere in the United States that you need to see and know exactly what your costs are. If you are undergoing any type of a treatment or you've got some chronic issues or just ailments that might make you declinable for going back into original Medicare, your only options are to stay within the Medicare Advantage lane. With that being said, Medicare Advantage, like I said before, is managed care. It's HMO and it's a PPO plan. They come out with new plans every year. And coming up, this is the time of year to make that change, which is open enrollment. That is October 15th through December 7th. There are lock-in periods for Medicare Advantage because the plans are renegotiated every year. And so this would be the time that someone can make a change. But if you don't like your plan middle of the year, because let's say you got a condition and it's not having coverage, or I need to come and see Genevieve and Medicare Advantage isn't something that, that you might take. I know that you take original Medicare in the supplement. You have to wait until open enrollment where you can see what the other plan options are, or if you can switch back into original Medicare, you can also only switch back into original Medicare during that time. And then that doesn't become effective until January of the next year. Yes. The other thing about this is there are some special enrollment periods with a Medicare Advantage plan and special times that you might be able to make changes. Because the Medicare Advantage plans are network specific and provider specific, they're based on your zip code. So if someone moves out of state or out of that service, requirement area, you've got a special enrollment period 
to make some changes and even go back into original Medicare without medical underwriting. So that's a huge one. If you move, if you move the area that that Medicare Advantage plan covers. Correct. Because Medicare Advantage plans are network specific. They are service specific. It's why if people really like to travel a lot, Medicare Advantage plans probably not the best option because if you go to different states, you might not be able to have coverage. You know, you might have an out-of-network option where you're paying in full or just paying astronomical amounts. It depends on the plan. So there's other special enrollment periods too. If you get diagnosed with a chronic illness, depending on the specific illness, that might also be a special enrollment period. So there's really, there are different options. Again, why you want to have and work with a Medicare specialist and someone that's an expert in it. I really try to advise people not to work with someone that works in five different areas of insurance. And one of them is Medicare because Medicare is so nuanced. There are so many different circumstances and, and, and specifics that if someone doesn't know them, they can deter someone or direct them in a direction that they might not be able to get fixed. Unfortunately, with the government and with Medicare, if you miss an enrollment window, if you miss your specific time to get enrolled in a plan or sign up, you get both a late enrollment penalty that they give you for life, which is insane. They add it to your monthly premiums for the rest of the time that you're on Medicare. And you have to wait to be able to enroll until a specific time period. When If you need medical you know, tomorrow, you can't wait six months or whatever it might be to get it. So it's really important to work with someone that really knows the ins and outs of Medicare. Can you go back over that part again? Because I think it is so, people don't know about this penalty. Oh, but I was like, which part? Okay, I know, right. The There's so many parts, but it's the penalty. And I like my eyes like bugged out. Can yeah. So if you that? don't enroll in Medicare when you are supposed to enroll, then you can't just enroll at any time. You have to wait until a general enrollment period and then you get penalized, both Part B penalty and Part D. And they are two separate. So if you don't enroll in a drug plan, a lot of people will say if you're under original Medicare and a supplement plan, I don't get, I don't take any medications. So I don't need to enroll or do I? They'll ask, I shouldn't need to enroll, right? The answer is yes, you need to enroll because Medicare or the government doesn't necessarily say you have to enroll, yet you do because if you don't enroll, they penalize you and then they tack that on for life. So if you don't have any type of prescription drug coverage, then the suggestion is to enroll in the lowest cost monthly plan just as a space holder so that if and when you need medications, and really what does happen is you might not need it now, but in five years, what if you get a diagnosis and you need a medication? There are a lot of discount pharmacies out there and we utilize them often. If you're on a medication, and this could be a whole nother topic we won't get into, but medications in the United States are crazy. The regulations, the cost, it's, it's very tough if you're on a medication that is really expensive. And if you are and you can get them at a discount pharmacy, as a Medicare specialist, 
I want to protect my clients. I want to make sure they have the right medical protection, but I want to make sure from a financial perspective, they're also protected to be able to live as long as possible. So if they can find a medication or we can find a medication on one of the, with one of these discount pharmacies that is significantly cheaper than their, than their part D, I say, go get it, you know, get it from that discount. But that doesn't mean don't continue to have your part D monthly plan because in five years, back to what I was saying, if you get a diagnosis and you get a medication that you can't get elsewhere, and now you absolutely need to go through your Part D and you hadn't, the same thing I was saying before is A, you'll have to wait until the open enrollment period. And if you need that medication now, that's going to be tough. And B, they're going to add this late enrollment penalty that now gets tacked on to your monthly premium for the rest of your time on Medicare. So I have a story and I, I think you and I talked about this a year ago. Uh, one of my clients had just qualified for Medicare. And just like you were explaining, he really wasn't, he was on like one med. It was super inexpensive and they didn't sign up or right away for the D program. Then they got a nasty gram in, in the mail from Medicare that said, you need part D. So then the wife logged on to medicare.gov, picked a drug plan, but inadvertently switched to a Medicare Advantage plan. She was not clear. It it was not clear to her what she was. She thought she was just getting a Part D plan for drugs, but went instead to a Part C, a Medicare Advantage plan. And it wasn't until I started sending in claims for treatment to Medicare that it bounced back and we realized what had happened, that she had gone to the Advantage plan. Anyway, the long and the short of it, luckily, we caught it in time that she was able to switch back to original Medicare before she was fully locked into that part C. That was lucky. Most people don't have that luck. And good thing you're bringing this up because during really all year round, but especially during Medicare's annual enrollment period, people are getting bombarded. You're going to get lots of phone calls. You're going to see lots of radio advertisements and commercials on TV. And there's a lot of deceit that's going on. And the government is trying, Center for Medicare Medicaid Services, which is CMS, is trying to crack down on this. But so far, it's it's not, it hasn't been super effective. And why they're cracking down is because the advertisements that you see on TV and over the radio will say free X, Y, and Z. Sign up today right. for free Medicare, for a Part B give back, for free food delivery, all of these things. A lot of them on the commercials will show a picture of Medicare. It makes it look like it's coming from the government and it's not. So that's the first thing that they're trying to get away from because it's almost falsely advertising that they are the government saying this and they're not. The problem with these plans is that in maybe one zip code, depending on how low your income is, will you be eligible on a Medicare Advantage plan for that Part B kickback or for the free XYZ. It's not a blanketed statement and it's completely misleading. So a lot of people will see these, they'll call to get information about it. They'll get sent to a call center. The call center are not really licensed agents to be able to explain what I'm explaining. Their entire 
mission is to get people signed up for the Medicare Advantage plans. And they switch people pretty quickly without the people really understanding what just happened. And if you're on original Medicare and a supplement plan where you can see any doctor nationwide, and let's say you have a condition, and one major difference between original Medicare and the supplement plan versus Medicare Advantage is the way that they cover any type of medication that you get in a facility. So intravenous, like chemo, dialysis, anything that you go to a facility for under original Medicare, that's covered under Part B. You don't pay out of pocket for that. With Medicare Advantage plans, they don't cover that completely. They cover it 80% and you're responsible for 20. So 20% of chemo can be really high. So someone who might get switched from an original Medicare plan to a Medicare Advantage plan and is undergoing treatment, it affects them incredibly. Plus their doctors now may not take that Advantage plan because again, what I said at the beginning, one of the big differences is that the Advantage plans are network specific and provider specific. Not all doctors take them where original Medicare and the supplement have a much wider array of doctors that take them. So it's really important to make sure that when you're talking to someone, you know who you're talking to, you know what they're offering you. No one from Medicare will call you. That's a huge misconception. Someone might say, I work with Medicare. I work, I'm a Medicare specialist, but Social Security and Medicare is not calling. And that's something that we tell people all the time. So all of my clients call me, email me, you know, send me uh, messages saying, I just got a call from this person. Does this sound right? There will also be people that will call saying they're from a carrier. Carriers aren't calling you either. They're typically not calling you. So I really try to tell all of my clients and community, but all my clients will call me first. I will be the first point of contact. Hey, I got this call. Is this accurate? And 99.9% of the time it's not. And we want to make sure that we're protecting you guys because they will take your Medicare number. They'll take your social security. They'll, they'll, they'll switch you without you even knowing it. And then you won't have that coverage. And, and I, I want to point out, should we ever be giving our social out over the phone to anyone? Well, no, but <laughs> You know, I know. If, I know there's always a but, but in general, not if, if you don't know them, you know, not if you don't know right. them, not if you don't know them. That's correct. Yeah. So Dana, I think this is a good opportunity to explain how you and your business works and why someone would want to work with a Medicare agent versus going to Medicare.gov. And then to follow up with that, how do they find an agent like yourself? And how do they know that this agent is on the up and up and just doing Medicare like you're doing? Well, lots of great questions. I hope I get them all. First is oh. I work with my clients by offering educational opportunities to understand Medicare, to review their Medicare plan. Someone said, you know, is there a difference between if you or just turning 65, or already on a plan. I like to work with people that are just turning 65 so that they understand the program and the full program, all of their options, and then can figure out what works best for them. 
It really hurts my heart when I have clients call and say, I never knew there was anything other than Medicare Advantage because I didn't get told. Someone called me, they sold me a Medicare Advantage plan. All our lives were on managed care plan with individual and group plans. So we only know that type of a, of a plan where you kind of have that restriction. And if you're not educated on the full program, you, you only know one option. So I do a lot of education. If someone is already on Medicare, I review their plan. I review their history. If they're healthy and they want to switch from a Medicare Advantage back to original Medicare, we can do that. If they're on original Medicare and maybe their rates are getting really high because I'm an independent agent, I can look at the exact same G plan or the exact same N plan with other carriers. And if they're healthy, we can switch them to that. It's very seamless. If they are on a Medicare Advantage plan and they can't switch back into original Medicare, we can look and see what the options are. Is there a plan that has a bigger PPO network that might be able to offer more opportunities than the one that they're in? So there's lots of ways that we can work together to look at that. And I, I have my website, medicarejana.com. I'm also on YouTube. I have a lot of videos. I think it's so important to give you, the community, the information when you're ready to see it in your own home, you can push pause. You can watch it with your adult children. You can watch it with your spouse. You can watch it with other friends or colleagues to get an understanding, pause it, write down notes, kind of get back to me. It's my whole goal is to educate. I put up blogs on my website as well. And I send out a monthly newsletter and every single month I'll talk a little bit about Medicare. Like for example, AP is coming up and some other information as a way to make sure that all my clients and anyone in my community that wants to get this information has the information readily available at their fingertips. How someone can find an agent. I would always say go on a referral. So obviously anyone can find me that's on here. You know, you can reach out. Talk to, if you're working with Genevieve, talk with her about referrals, but any of your doctors, any of your friends that might have had a good experience with an agent. And I say good experience, agent should not sign you up and you never hear from them again. Like I just said, I send out newsletters, I have emails, I send out so much information to my clients and I'm, I'm with them every step of the way. They're calling me all the time. They have my phone number on their speed dial. That should be your relationship. You should be able to call and say, I got this bill. Is this right? Or, you know, the doctor said X, Y, Z, because these doctor's offices also aren't trained on Medicare. They sometimes make mistakes. That's why education is so important. Know the plan you're on, know how it should be billed. Sometimes the doctor's office have to recode or just, you know, resend the bill in. So ask around if someone went directly to an to an insurance carrier, you would ask Genevieve, what's the difference between having an agent and just doing it on your own? There's a couple issues. One is for your client who just went online to try to figure something out and joined an Advantage plan, or even if they joined a supplement plan, now if they have questions, who do they go to? They don't have a point person. You always have to then call the insurance company, get rerouted, someone who may or may not know what's going on, retell your story, and you just don't have someone that you know is looking out for you and that knows your relationship is so important. So that's huge. Secondly, just for everyone to know this, there's no difference in cost when you go to the insurance carrier or you go to an agent. 
As agents, we get paid commission based on your policy. The insurance company gets the same amount of money. So it doesn't do any different for you. You're not paying any more to have an agent or go to the insurance company. But when you have an agent, you have someone looking after you. You have a point person. You have someone to advocate for you. And you have someone telling you this is happening. Here are the new costs for Medicare. Here's what's going on. The companies don't. They also aren't going to tell you that their rates are going up and you can go down the street, for example, to the exact same store and get the exact same thing, you know, at a cheaper price. So you're really doing yourself a disservice by trying to go at it alone. All right. Great points. What's going to be great when this episode goes to the podcast, because we're live right now, it'll go to the podcast next week. It'll be episode 61. Yes, I had to double check. And people will be able to see the transcript of this episode because this is a information dense episode. Plus, like we said at the top of this episode, Dana has a handout that you'll be able to download. And if uh, you have any questions, I'm happy to answer general questions and direct you to Dana or to someone in your state. So let's go back through some of these questions, make sure we've covered everything. Yeah, there was one I wanted to address, and I think it was about turning 65. It was one of the first ones about, is it different? Okay, Um, here we go. I think I've got it here. My father-in-law just turned 65, but still works and has employer health insurance. Does he need to sign up for Medicare right now or can he wait till he retires? Okay, so there's a lot, lot, lot of details around someone who's working past the age of 65, whether they need to enroll in Medicare or not. So I'm going to say this, but I'm also going to, I know that there's going to be the transcript too, but I'm going to say, like I said, with almost everything, talk to a specialist because each situation is different. So here are the rules for when you're turning 65 and you're still working. It's all about who's paying first and what is considered creditable or not. If someone works for a large company and Medicare considers that to be 20 or more employees on a group plan, they consider them to be the primary payer. So if you are working for a large company and you're on group insurance, You do not need to enroll in Medicare if you're actively working past age of 65. You can delay Medicare without penalty. Now, this is not if you're retired, COBRA, veterans, those are not considered creditable coverage according to Medicare. This is if you are actively working, you're still on that employer plan, maybe you're working till 72. You can stay on your group plan and you don't have to enroll in Medicare and there's not going to be any penalty. There's a caveat to this. Of course. Of course. (laughs) But of course, yes, go ahead. If someone is on, is contributing to an HSA, a health savings account, usually that's with a high deductible plan, they cannot enroll in Medicare A or B, but particularly A. Why that's important is a lot of people that are 65 and are on a group plan will be told to enroll in part A only. Because what I said all the way at the beginning is that If you're eligible for Medicare at 65, you've paid in with your FICA taxes. And by age 65, your Part A is a $0 a month 
cost. And it's just an extra bit of insurance. Your group plan would pay first. And if something fell on that part A, it would pick it up. This is only for those that are not contributing to an HSA. And this is a huge point of contention because a lot of agents might miss this, but also back to why you want to use an agent and a respectable one. If you just go to do this on your own, there's not a ton online that screams at you HSA, HSA. So you might not know that you shouldn't enroll in Part A only. You have an HSA and you enroll in Part A, but you're continuing to be on your group plan. Now you may have a tax penalty because you cannot be enrolled in Part A and contributing to an HSA at the same time. Wow. So back to group. You're 65 and you work for a large employer. You're not working for, or you're not contributing to an HSA. The recommendation is to enroll in Part A only, delay Part B. Why? Because Part B is the part that you get charged for. Now, if you are working past the age of 65, but you work for a small company, less than 20, the suggested course is to enroll in Medicare because that plan might say, and this is all about, again, who pays, we don't need to pay the claim because now you're age 65. You are supposed to enroll in Medicare and Medicare should pay first. So there's a lots of nuance with how big is the employer, how many people are on their plan, things like that. The other thing that you we always consider is, is there a spouse or a dependent on the plan? So if someone is 65 and works for a large company and they're going to continue working, we look at a couple things. Do you have a spouse or dependent? Because if you enroll in Medicare and drop your group plan, typically they get dropped. So that's something we look at. We also do what I call a cost benefit analysis. If someone's 65 and on a group plan and wondering, should I stay in my plan or continue on my group plan? Lots of times the group employer uh, option, they're gonna pay part of it. So a lot of times that ends up being a little bit better from a financial perspective. But there are some plans that have really high deductibles and some people have a lot of health issues. So sometimes staying on the group plan becomes more expensive because every year they're hitting that big deductible because they've got health issues. So they might want to switch into Medicare and while they continue working. So this is again why you'll meet with someone, kind of go through what the options are and then make a decision. The other thing I would say and we're, we could talk about this for hours, but right, of course. the Part B premium is based on your income, like I said prior, but it's based on a certain income. And in 2023, for an individual, that was $94,000 or less on your IRS tax returns. For a married couple, it's $194,000 or less. That gives you the basic premium, which in 2023 is $164.90. For folks that are making more, what they call high wage earners, they take more money from you mm-hmm. and they they charge you something called an IRMA, which is, stands for income related monthly adjusted amount. It's an additional amount that you'll pay. So if someone's working, that's also something we look at because a lot of times people will have a lower income once they retire. So if they're working and they're going to enroll in Medicare, they might also get an IRMA charge, which may make them want to stay on their group plan. So we look through all of that. Okay. Bottom line, 
you need an agent. (laughs) I mean, we've, we've been on for 44 minutes and I'm, I've taken a page and a half of notes and I've heard all this before, but I'm also not having to make any decisions for my family based on Medicare right this minute. So let's look through the questions. If there's anything else we need to cover before we wrap up today. I'm thinking on this question right here, Dana, we kind of already answered it. How do you compare costs and benefits, Medicare Advantage, Part D, plans in your area? I will say, get an agent. Yeah, I would say work with someone. I would say work, yeah, work with an agent too. You can go to Medicare.gov. The issue is what happened with Genevieve's client is that You want to make sure that you're not clicking things, that you're not enrolling in things, but you can. I mean, they're all there. It's just, you know, Medicare.gov has a lot of wonderful information. It's just really convoluted on the site and it's hard to decipher where to go, what to do, what to click. So as much as I think it's important to be empowered, and I, I would say that, you know, do research if you want to really find an agent and walk through it with them. They, they should be able to go through, screen share, meet with you. But right now there's so much you can do on screen share because it's really all systems. It's all programs on the computer to put in. And I saw someone say, a question was, are my current doctors and medications covered on the plans I'm considering? With the Medicare Advantage, that is one thing because it is so provider specific. If you're going the route of Medicare Advantage, you want to make sure that you have a list of every single doctor that you're seeing to make sure that that plan covers it. With original Medicare and the supplement, that's much easier because there's a much wider net. They, you know, original Medicare and the supplement will take 96% of doctors and facilities take original Medicare. So the chance that your doctor doesn't take Medicare is much smaller than on the Medicare Advantage. For the prescription drug plans, it's the same thing on both sides. You put all of your medications into the system and it pops out for you what your options are in terms of which plans cover those medications. Okay. Well, let's do, tackle one more question here. Do I need to re-enroll in my current plan or will it automatically renew? Wonderful question. Your plan will automatically renew if you do nothing unless you're on a Medicare Advantage plan that is being discontinued. And then you would know that. So original Medicare and the supplement plans are guaranteed renewable. They cannot kick you out. They will not cancel the plan. As long as you're paying your premiums, you will always be on that guaranteed. Medicare Advantage plans are not guaranteed renewable, which means if the actual plan itself gets taken off or crumbles, I don't know the right word, but is no longer in effect, you will be automatically unenrolled and then you have to re-enroll in another one. But if your plan stays the same or not stays the same, actually with the Medicare Advantage plan, the the one thing you will automatically get re-enrolled in whatever that plan is for the next year. But because they're renegotiated every year, that plan that you're on, you may get re- Um, enrolled into whatever the name of that plan is, but their updated plan for that following year, they may not cover your doctors anymore. They may not cover your medications. They may have much different co-pays and co-insurances. So AEP for Medicare Advantage is really a critical time because your Medicare Advantage plan is not standardized. It's changed. 
it could change for the better. Maybe that plan has even more uh, opportunities for coverage, but it might not. And so you want to know that. And anyone who's on a Medicare Advantage plan or a prescription drug plan in September, so this month, you should have gotten an annual notice of change. That is going to tell you exactly what's changing from this year to the next year if you stay on your current plan. So if you do nothing, you automatically renew into that plan, but you renew with all of the changes. And if you don't know what the changes are, it's a rude awakening when you show up to your doctor and learn they got kicked out of the network or they decided to not participate for that following year. Yeah. Okay. Dana, thank you. So much critical, important information that the general public doesn't know about. And if you are an adult child hearing this podcast, start asking questions of your folks, find out who their agent is, find out who and what they have for insurance. Unless there's a medical issue, you might not actually know. And your folks may not actually know either. If they haven't had to use it, you might not know what you have. So it's important to start those conversations now and get yourself a Medicare agent like Medicare Dana. That's right. Thank you, Dana, so much for taking the time, continuing with your mission of education. And I will direct people back to your website, medicaredana.com, because I know for a fact you have excellent blogs on there, lots of information. And if you are in Texas, I know you service many states. Are you able yes. to tell us what states? Yes, I'm licensed nationwide. So okay. that is another thing. I absolutely am and can help out with anyone anywhere. So feel free to reach out in any state and we'll get hopefully answer any questions you have or get any issues resolved. I will say not being my client, there's not, I can't do a lot for someone if they're not my client. I can def, I mean, I can educate, we can review, I can talk about what your options are. Once you become someone's agent, if I'm an agent on record, I could do a lot more to help somebody with any issues that they might have. Okay, terrific. Thank you so much, Dana. Wishing you a wonderful day and that annual enrollment period that you still get some sleep and some rest and keep your own stress down, right? That's right. That's the hope. Balance, always working on that balance. Always working on that balance. All right, Dana, thank you so much. Everybody, thank you for listening and uh, check us out. Listen for Life, aphasiapodcast.com is the new website for the podcast. This is episode 61, where we talked to Medicare Dana and got a lot of material and questions covered today. Thanks, Dana. Thank you. There we go. Thanks for tuning in to the Listen for Life podcast. We hope you feel empowered and supported. Head over to listenforlifepodcast.com to see the show notes with links and information from today's episode. Do you have a topic, a resource to share, or a guest recommendation? Inquiring minds want to know. Let us know in the comments section. 